0: I see that naked unicorn over there. Ow, I'm so naked.
1: Tank fly, boss walk, jam, nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city and this is jam hot.
0: Welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast, hosted by Jason Soroten. Alright, welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sirotin. I'm here today with Rick Wrights, who is the co-founder? Is that correct partner
2: Partner, co-founder
0: co-founder of Georgia entertainment credits and I'm here with Scott Patterson from this Patterson law firm and today We're going to be talking about something. I get asked about probably 20 times a month and that's Tax credits for film television and I guess gaming in the state of Georgia
2: interactive gaming even music videos
0: No kidding. I didn't know about music
2: videos. Yeah, so there are four legs to this table.
0: That's amazing so I think the very first thing is is that you know a lot of people don't know, but you've been in at the heart of it's HB eleven hundred, correct? The tax law
2: that was the latest one. That was um, from two thousand and eight. There was one previous. They end up getting every year that you put legislation in, it's assigned a different number. These bills happen to come out of uh, the House, and so the HB House Bill. 1100 would be appropriate for 2008. But I actually began in the process in 2003 and 4. Very few people realize that uh, we first attempted to get tax credits in the state uh, in 2004 and lost. We lost at the legislative level. And then we came back in 2005, got a modified p- package in, and then reorganized and in 2008 went with the version that is currently on the table, and that would be HB 1100.
0: And now tell me about... So if I'm going to make a film or a TV show or a video game or a music video in Georgia, and I want to be eligible for these tax credits, what do I need to do? Where do I start?
2: First thing you have to do is as you uh, position your projects, you need to come up with a minimum threshold of $500,000 per annum or fiscal year, depending on what your structure is for your company. And that can be in single or aggregate productions. So if you were to make low budget independent feature, you spent uh, legitimately $500,000 in the state, you would qualify for the tax credits, which could give you up to 30% back on your official Georgia spend. If you have a series of commercials, for instance, that you're putting together and you did 10, $50,000 commercials, those put together in aggregate would accomplish the $500,000 threshold and therefore they would all be eligible
0: But that's for so that's for the people who are paying it right only the people who put the cash up are eligible for those credits, correct?
2: Yes, originally the um, the statute was for production companies or producers and That became a little convoluted because who in fact is the producer Uh, In a commercial sense, if I'm Procter & Gamble, I end up hiring an ad agency that hires a production company to do my product. Who gets the credit out of that line of three? If you interpret the statute to the letter, the original statute, it would have gone to the production company because the production company would have ended up getting the workman's comp, putting together the insurance packages, taking the highest risk, even though they may not have cut the original check, but they did the due diligence. That got modified in 2013. Here we are in middle 2014, really third quarter. And and, um, that law was revised to be the executive producer or company which cuts the check. So in this case, Procter & Gamble would have been the company to get the credits, whereas years ago, it would have been you. Does, wow. does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I lost out.
2: <laughs> well, you, you did and you didn't. Um, here's what I always tell people. If you're a production company, they're coming to Georgia, they're using you for a particular reason, it's because they they must do the production here. You have the local knowledge, you've got the staff, the crew, the expertise, the creative. They need you you are still responsible for probably paying out payroll for cast and crew, correct? Correct, yeah. All right. Now, this comes to Scott. In a privacy situation, with you collecting that information, which is what the DOR eventually wants, should you be allowed to hand over that information to the executive producer who might be in Cincinnati, Ohio, using the Procter & Gamble example? And you go, wait a second, I got... Social Security numbers and personal information of all these people privacy says I can't give this to you And yet for you to collect it you must have this so a deal has to be struck now You're in a position still local producer to go cards are still on my table Let's make a deal so I could
0: negotiate a portion of those tax credits.
2: Absolutely. So while they may be aligned to Procter & Gamble in this example, you may say For commercials, it's 20%, by the way. There's a 20% lower threshold for tax credits for all productions that cannot use or embed a Georgia logo. Obviously, I'm not gonna put a Georgia branded logo in somebody else's branded commercial. Coca-Cola and the Home Depot are not gonna like that to get the credit. So they get a base 20% just for breathing and being alive if the production was shot here. You get the extra 10% uplift to 30% if you embed a logo.
0: Right. Which won't happen in a commercial. So I could say, I could say to Procter and Gamble, I could say, look, you got to get something out of these tax credits. I'd like to get a little something. You'll take 15%. I'll take 5%. And I'll get a waiver that says I can pass along this personal information to you. Would that cover me, Scott?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if, well, the, you're going to have to watch where the waiver, how broad it is. And if you're getting waivers from everyone that gave you information, which is really the way to cover yourself would be, it'd have to be on a case-by-case, individual-by-individual basis.
0: That's how I would do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. But
2: it's not uncommon common now to negotiate and say, take a, 10, a 50-50 split, or as you say, 75-25 split of the proceeds. Or you may say, if, if you're responding to an RFP to get the job originally. You may goose your totals and pad your producer fees or production fees to compensate and then the money flows directly to Procter and Gamble, but you were compensated in kind in another way.
0: Gotcha. So let let's What I think people forget, it's like, it's so, um, I don't know if ethereal is the word, but the idea of getting these tax credits, it's like, people are just like, oh, I'll just get tax credits. What do you have to do to get approved to get them? Do you have to fill out some paperwork? Is there a website you go to? How do you get started to get an approved production?
2: All right. First of all, you've got to do a little bit of homework. Uh, obviously there, there were originally 44 States, that had competitive tax credit programs. That's now down to 39. Several states have discontinued their programs, including Florida, which took itself off the map. North Carolina has just reconfigured itself. It has only a $10 million annual grant. They're pretty much out of the game. That's nothing. That's nothing. Um, they were giving, giving away. They were s- subsidizing or participating and in incentivizing up to about 140 million a year. They're down to 10. So they're pretty much out of the game. I, I hate to say that because I have lots of friends in North Carolina, and they've got a lot of thinking to do now about where they need to work. Yeah. And we need crews, and we need talent, and by all means, come to Georgia. Same thing with the people in Florida. We have a shortage now of talent from all perspectives. Come to Georgia. We need you. We can't fulfill the orders.
0: So, so when when I, I've got a production, let's let's use since we've used Procter and Gamble, right? Yeah you know what, Kimberly Clark's one of my biggest clients, let's use Kimberly Clark. Sure thing. If I'm if I'm doing a project with Kimberly Clark and it's gonna be over 500,000, or I know this year they're gonna spend over 500,000, what is the first thing I need to do?
2: Okay, that'll be for commercials, right, as opposed to corporate. Corporate's not included in
0: Commercials, so let's say they're television commercials. All right, commercials. you're
2: gonna do these television commercials. Um, since you're going to be doing numbers of them in aggregate, it gets a little bit more complex.
0: Well, let's just do one.
2: All right. To let's make it simple. One commercial, 500000 plus. Correct. Call it $550,000. Gotcha. Um, just because your budget is five does not mean you would qualify all 550000 or five hundred. by the way. So I always recommend that people goose it a little bit in a budget. You're doing a low-budget indie. I would always say try to target $600,000 between 500000 and 600000 because... of that budget may or may not come back to you in the form of the tax tax credit. And you don't want to be slightly below the threshold. But anyway, back to your point.
0: Okay. But I do want to hit on that later. I want to know like, why wouldn't all the money be
2: sure? Oh, that's easy. Okay. That's easy. But anyway, so you want to get started, you know, you're going to have a production, let's just arbitrarily call it $550,000. You know, you're going to target it plus or minus. We're going to squeal it in. We'll be 500 plus. So now you have to go to the Department of Economic Development Film Office. We just call it the Film Office, but it's part of that division, subdivision of the government. They have a three-page form that you fill out. You qualify the project, pre-qualify the project by showing them a top sheet budget, which has, of course, been derived from a full budget, but you can show them the top sheet, a script or scripts. The intention of distribution if it's a commercial is going to be nationally broadcast is it on cable television? It has to be transmitted outside of the state of Georgia and the reason they created that Scenario is because they didn't want to incentivize work that was already present here like car commercials Where you make a thousand car commercials a year standing on your lot and you're only showing in Atlanta, Georgia We don't want to incentivize those people. We want to send our message out around the world So now you know you've got a distribution plan for this commercial that's going to go somewhere outside of the state of Georgia. Right. Okay. So you fill out this three-page form. It won't take you 30 minutes. It won't. You know, you'll be digging up your information to fill in some slots, but if you have your information, it'll take five minutes. Okay. Literally. Um, Generally, you want to do that for films and other broader projects within 90 days of principal photography. They generally don't like to entertain seeing this paperwork. If you're half a year out, some people will try to pre-certify a project in hopes of getting it funded, for instance. The certification really comes after you've funded.
0: So what if you're in a situation where it's a go, 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 we've got to hurry up? Is that going to be bad?
2: They can turn the paperwork around in two, two days tops. Okay. And what they do is they give you a certification number. doesn't mean your project is fully certified. It is a pre-certification number. They will issue a letter. It gets a stamp, they sign it, you sign it, and now you're, you're given a number for the project. It really becomes a tracking number. Right. just like you would do anything in it's inventory. It's like a social security number. Yeah, I'm going to track it. This is job 66273. Right. And it's assigned to your, your company, it's ECG. Gotcha. Okay, so you go, there it is, ECG, this is 2014, and blah, 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 and here's the number. Go ye and be great. I hope you do everything you say you're going to do. <laughs> right. So now you go and you do that. You end up doing the project. You end up uh, doing your accounting and keeping that independent of the other projects, so it's easier to follow. Right. At the end of the project, you are going to have to have it. What's the best phrase Audited? for this? Audited. It's audit. There, there are two choices. There's an audit and a review. Okay. Process. What, what the government prefers, and to be honest with you, this was derived from buyers. What buyers of tax credits prefer is that an independent set of third-party eyes look at the paperwork because they've heard all the horror stories about entertainment, accounting, right. all right? And if your imagination is fa- as fabulous as your work, they want to be certain that it's real on the paper. So you have two choices. You go to a third-party CPA that does that work in the state of Georgia. Are there are any number of them that I could recommend and you could certainly get from the from the state. Uh, they will do a, a review and, or you have a choice of going to the state and asking for a full audit, why would you do one versus the other?
0: Great question.
2: Yeah, I'll, <laughs> ask, my, I'll ask the question myself. There are two things. It depends on what your timestamp is and when you need the money back. An independent CPA will generally turn around the paperwork a lot more quickly than a state auditor. Here's the reason. There's one state auditor. He lives in California, and he has a backlog of projects from small, small independence to full studio productions that he's trying to cover in a year. He's got a couple of assistants and, and some staff, but you'll probably be backlogged six months or more. So you complete your project. You're hot to get your money. I need the audit.
0: Now, when you say complete the project, done and out for distribution,
2: done and out the door, or what? At least to the point of your bookkeeping, where you are no longer trying to qualify expenses. Gotcha. In other words, you've spent your money. You've spent your money to the extent that you're going to get the tax credit. Okay. So at the end of that process, is now you you want to close your books? You want to have a third party review. Once now, let's distinguish between the state audit and an independent CPA. Why would there even be a choice one to the other?
0: One's free and one's not, right?
2: No, they both cost approximately the same. Really? Right. The independent CPA will generally turn your work in 60 to 90 days. The state will take six months or longer. Now for the big boys, Warner Brothers and Sony and Disney, they've got time. Money is not the issue to them. Time is not the issue. They just want it back eventually. An independent doesn't get the opportunity to freewheel without the cash back for investors or the company or what have you, you want your discount now. Okay. You say, well, this is no brainer. I want the CPA. If they're going to cost the same and one is faster, why wouldn't I use the CPA? There's one reason. The state still requires in the statute that it has a three year look back provision. Anytime you would file state or federal taxes personally, Forget corporately, personally. The state and the feds always reserve the right to, to audit your books, either randomly or not, within three years. And if they miss the three year window, that book is closed. The state wants to hold that three year window open. With an audit from the state, the book is closed instantly. You may have waited three more months, but, but it's, it's a done.
0: guarantee you don't have to give the money
2: back. And the money will never be given back. Whereas an independent CPA will get you 98, 99% of the way there because their due diligence is fantastic. So, but they can't guarantee it's that a safe st- bet. It's a safe bet. Now, that reflects itself back in the price of your tax credit. And it also gives a higher assurance to the buyer and going, what happens if I've paid you the money and they take this back? So, let's be clear when
0: we're talking about a higher payment for your tax credit, you're talking about when you. Or, or your company or a company like yours takes those tax credits you can get either 89 cents on the dollar or you might get 69 cents on the dollar right
2: it doesn't it, the fluctua- fluctuation isn't that broad but i mean the difference could be 85 86 cents on the dollar versus 89 90 cents on the dollar and every every dollar counts particularly for the little guys the reason that we ask the state to allow and it's an option always of the producer to allow the state audit is the little guys were getting punked because Warner Brothers would come in and go, I had a CPA audit and ECG came, came, comes in and says, I had a CPA audit and you go, why won't I buy the ECG credits? It's because the buyer without a state audit needs an indemnification and a guarantee that if anything goes wrong, you're paying, because they had no resource to the books. They're trusting me, they're trusting you, to deliver credits that are free and clear. And if something goes wrong, they didn't do anything. You potentially did something wrong, or it was, you know, people make clerical errors, it happens, and they're rectified. But what happens if the state comes back to reclaim, and I've already paid tax credits or bought them from you, and they reclaim a portion or all of that tax credit, I not only have to pay back what's missing, but penalties and interest. Now you start to see why a buyer gets nervous in the marketplace. I will pay, I will get a smaller benefit by going to an audit than I will a greater benefit by going to an independent CPA. So to level the field for the little guy, because now you've offered an an indemnification and a guarantee, just like Warner Brothers. Now it comes down to credit worthiness. If something goes wrong, who's going to stand behind it?
0: Right, ECG or Warner Brothers. Or Warner
2: Brothers, which is publicly traded, Time Warner, New York City Stock Exchange. It's a pretty safe one. Well, right, But, but but I'm telling you, the buyers in this market, now that we're into our sixth year of tax credits in earnest, have become so sophisticated that they are demanding that level of protection out of everything. So we had to ask the state to protect the little guy to allow the audit so that you had the same access. Now, two companies with an audit you're equal to Warner Brothers now. You waited six more months or three more months or whatever it was, but now you're on a level playing field. ECG can now sell at 89.90 cents, not 85.86. Now is the indemnification still coming
1: into play then? If, if you go with the state audit and you've got that, we are no sti- more look back, are sellers still having to give indemnity? They still
2: want to see some sort of language that indemnifies and guarantees because they want protection against fraud which has no statute of limitations for this scenario. And you kind of go, Oh, I can, but I can still work it. I can, I can tell you right now, cause I've had a lot of experience doing it. indemnifications and guarantees for small companies that had the audit are no less valuable in the marketplace. I've had no issue with that. People love to see the audit. We even call it the golden ticket. It's an unofficial phrase, but if you got the golden ticket from the DOR, if you do, I'll buy those. I don't care if I've never seen these guys. Right. I don't care that it's for Kimberly, Clark, or Rooms to Go, or whoever it happens to be. And I have a client that does all their Rooms to Go client uh, productions and commercials in the state. They're from Florida. They come up and do all their commercials in Georgia. And then they go home. So it works. in we want to work the smaller independents. So we did that caveat. We also tried to help with a provision for buyers. In the original statute, it actually wasn't mentioned in the original statute, but it became into play because the DOR was overloaded with work. There was there was a point in time for the first three or four years where people who owed 100000 or more in taxes to the state of Georgia were the only ones eligible to buy the taxes. Now, to owe $100,000 plus in the state of Georgia, you have to have a net taxable annual income of $1.8 million or more. How many people... Do you think there are in the state of Georgia? There are a lot, but there aren't enough. Right. There are more people under that threshold than there are above. And so it took me three years of lobbying to get the DOR to say, anybody who has this Georgia state income tax liability may buy these tax credits. Some companies will, Disney, for instance, still doesn't like people for under $100,000. Warner preferred that for a while. But I talked him out of it. So Disney will
0: go and search for people to buy tax credits from them.
2: They will search. They'll still hire local brokers, but they pay an administrative fee to the broker for every contract. Well, I want fewer contracts.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Why would ABC need to sell tax credits? Don't they have a big enough tax liability? Or is it because it's not the tax credits are only good in Georgia?
2: They're only good in Georgia. It's a state tax credit liability versus federal.
0: Now is is that why it's working so well here because we have so many corporations here that are located here?
2: Well, corporations it would seem to, it would seem to follow that Fortune 100 and 500s would be the prime targets to buy these tax credits. Historically, they have not. Why? In Well, I can a long story short. Yeah. The Big 4 accounting firms, you know, you get the Arthur Andersons and you get you, all the big names that you can think of. They are have to date, not been recommending the tax credits to their largest clients. No matter how many times I've walked through the door, or others have walked through the door to encourage them going, you've got stockholders, you've got this and that, for gosh sakes, you know, save a million bucks. Right. And they go, well, I don't know, uh, you know. It's the, they still feel like it's too risky. They feel like it's too risky to them. But that was pr- that was their thinking prior to the audit situation.
0: Gotcha. So and now I, it's 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 getting better.
2: Well, it started with Georgia Power, for instance, was the first corporation to buy them. Now Walmart buys them. Apple buys them in Georgia. Um, we're trying to get Rubbermaid and UPS and Home Depot and Coca Cola. None GE. of none of whom <laughs> currently buy credits.
0: So. W- that's crazy to me. So let, let's go back to the audit real quick. So what do you submit? What does the producer submit? <clears throat> and, and let's, let's look at it from, I, I got paid to do this commercial for Kimberly Clark. And now I am submitting what for the audit?
2: Well, in the smaller sense, not a lot of the small co- companies tend to engage a uh, third party firm to put together their their bookkeeping like ADP or um, entertainment partners, cast and crew, the traditional people that you might hire to run payroll, but those people will have a complete payroll payout list that is computer generated. And that has to be available to be turned over. It's never, it's not turned in unless requested, but it must be made available. And then they'll sign off on it saying this is all legitimate and correct. And How do they
0: check it? Do they check it? Do you have to give them receipts or are you just giving them Well,
2: this? every time somebody um, does, if they're not on a payroll, for instance, where they're doing time cards and that sort of thing and signing out every week, a vendor will turn in a receipt. Right. The receipts had better be real and they'll be double checking and back checking. So you would come to the audit with your with your receipts, drawers full if, if that's what it takes, petty cash, whatever else that you've done and re- recorded. Gotcha. You've, you've got to have that available.
0: It's about meticulous bookkeeping.
2: It really is. It really is. Um, other states will try to do um, a bookkeeping review while the production is just wrapping up because everybody's there. You know, if you're visiting from out of state, you know, you've got your team on location. Why not do the review here and now?
0: So so now I'm approved. Mm-hmm. Got. I did my bookkeeping right. The DOR or the third party or whatever has said... All right, we're going. I call I call Georgia Entertainment Credits, and I get on the phone with you, Rick. What happens then?
2: Okay, I'm going to ask for your due diligence. I'm going to ask for the certificate, yep. the pre-certificate that you got from the film office. I'm going to ask for your one of two things. I'm going to ask for a comfort letter from the third-party CPA, which shows their review process, a letter that they've signed and put their reputation to.
0: Is that if I use a third-party? That's
2: correct. Okay. Now... If I use the state, the state will have an audit verification letter, which is generally a one-page letter, but it also has its own stamp and number and approval, and I have to have one or the other. Then I go, you come to me and you say, I would like you to represent my credits into the marketplace. And let me say this first, for, for companies that are, that are not based in the state of Georgia, they're clearly going to go to the marketplace and sell their credits. For people who are based here, you actually have payroll, and you po- possibly pay state income tax for the corporation, using ECG again as the example. You can, without going to the third-party market, you earn 30% or 20% you're doing commercials. Yeah. So you got 20% on $550,000 there. So you're going to have $110,000 in tax credits coming, coming your way. Okay, based on it. 20% of the mm-hmm. five, right. five-fifths. So you're going to have 110K in tax credits that are going to come, and you go, well, if I sell that, remember, I get 30% as a gross tax credit. Right. Gross tax credit. That doesn't mean you're going to get all 30%, all 110,000. That's how much you earned, but now you have to capitalize it. And the, and the thing is, is if you're a production company that's localized here, and you owe state income tax, you can take that portion that you owe out of the $110,000 at the full 30% and use that for your tax liability.
0: And then I'm getting the full 30.
2: Then you're getting the full 30. Then whatever is left over, if there's something left over, then you can sell that into the third-party market. Do I need you for that?
0: Or is that something that our internal accountants would be able to do?
2: If you have the relationship and you know, relationships and you know people who would be interested in buying the tax credits, you certainly are capable of doing it. Oh,
0: I'm talking about for if I was to absorb the $110,000.
2: If you are to absorb the $110,000, you have to let the state know, you have to let the DOR know, I believe it's a 60-day notice in advance of your claiming those credits, that you're going to use those $110,000 in credits. Let's say you're talking about your 2013 liability, but you only owe $80,000 in 2013. Now, I've got an extra 30000 left over now. And you go, can I carry that forward? Yes, tax credits carry forward after the year of origination for five more years. Oh. So tax credits, for instance, here we are in 2014, and we timestamp everything based on the year of production gotcha. or fiscal year. And so let's. you did your Kimberly-Clark thing in 2014. Those credits are good for 2014 tax credits, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. That's a full six years of being able to use them, not a lot of people want to carry forward that far. How come? Because of cash flow. Ah, it becomes about do I want to do I want to hold that out and just
0: could I grow that into more money, or do I just want to sit, let the government grow
2: it? That's right. Got and you. so it becomes your strategy.
0: So, so I, I need to sell the tax credits, right? So, mm-hmm. so I come to you and I say I don't have that bigger tax liability, Rick. Help me sell them. What do you do? What is your approach?
2: All right. My approach is this, is I'll sign an agreement with you that I'm allowed to exclusively represent them for a period of time. And if I'm not able to sell them and do the performance aspect, they would obviously come back and you could sell them through other people. Trust me, I don't have an issue. I always sell them. Um, So you come to me with $110,000. I will ask for that, uh, that letter of comfort. I will ask for the audit letter if that is the other option. I will ask for the certification, and within the comfort letter and certification, there has to be another document that the production company ha- must render to the um, Department of Revenue. It's called an IT-FC, ITFC. That form is a registration of what you are claiming as the tax credits. All right, that, goes, that gets affixed to your income tax filing for ECG for the year 2014. When you file those taxes, that form must be included. Now, why is that important? This becomes the first official registration of what you earned, what you kept or didn't keep, and what volume you're going to sell. So that goes to the DOR. It, it, here's the red flag I've got tax credits, here they are. This is the homework. I've got the paperwork to back it up, but here's your registration. Why is that important? It will be reconciled later. Once I've sold your tax credits, I will issue to every buyer what is called an IT-trans, T-R-A-N-S, transfer, okay? Intellectual properties transfer, and that will reconcile against the ITFC at the end of the day, whether I sell it to one person or 100 persons. They will all have that, and their numbers had better add up and match the ITFC perfectly to the penny.
0: So for people who are going around town going, oh, tax credits, tax credits, most people don't know what the hell they're talking about.
2: Mm -hmm. That's correct. We're seeing a lot of, you know, it's the Wild West. We're getting a lot of people. It's an unregulated territory. And Scott, you'll understand this more than ever, is the kind of pressure that puts on people. People who think they're doing it right can actually disqualify you by doing it wrong. And once disqualified, you're out. There's no getting that back.
0: Right off the top of your head, what are some like top five disqualifications?
2: Um, not, in, not including the appropriate ITFC with the calculations so that they, they don't reconcile. Not issuing the IT trans within a specified period of time. At the conclusion of every sale, your $110,000 in tax credits, let's say I had... Five people buying those credits in total. There will be five IT trans. I have up to 30 days from that sale date, and there'll be a sale and transfer contract. There's a contract that you would have to sign that my company would generate. Sale and transfer contract. Scott's fully aware of what we're talking about here. That says, here's our deal. It's not like, it's not a handshake. Here's a real contract. Here's the real due diligence. Here's your IT trans. Because the IT trans is, in fact, your voucher for the tax credit, and by the way, and you buy a tax credit at a discount. If I were to buy one hundred and ten thousand dollars in tax credits at, I don't have a calculator. Let's make it easier. Let's do 100000 $100, dollars, and I bought them at eighty nine cents. I would pay eighty nine thousand dollars for hundred thousand dollars worth of tax credits. So you,
0: the person saving eleven thousand dollars.
2: Eleven thousand dollars. Okay. So now they will they will pay eighty nine thousand, but they will be issued a one hundred thousand dollar IT trans that is verified through the brokerage. So here it is, here's the exchange. This is the legal tender now.
0: It's a, it's as good as cash.
2: It's as good as cash. And it's recognized by the state because it's on the state form.
0: Now, is this just for state taxes, just, not federal?
2: Just for Georgia state Georgia state income tax. Right. Not Kentucky Island, nobody who's close, it is just here. You don't have to be a resident, you just have to owe b- taxes here right. to be able to qualify to buy these things. But another way that you can you can disqualify yourself is I have 30 days to register that IT trans with the DOR and economic development on your behalf. And if I don't do that in time, they're disqualified. You, so, would, you wouldn't believe how many people missed the deadline because I didn't know. So now I send in an IT trans to the two main bodies for the government. The taxpayer that bought the, the uh, uh, tax credit also puts in an IT trans on their actual tax form. So now there are three resources of this IT trans, same trans, and it all has to match the ITFC.
1: What was your question, Scott? The, the money that comes back to ECG for having sold those credits, how is that treated for tax purposes? Because obviously there was a tax credit to them, so they would have paid, obviously it wouldn't have been income to them. It's but not income. But now that there's a sale, does it come back? how's it reflected back on ECG's books
2: on ECG's books? That becomes a a reimbursement of costs. So it's not, it's not revenue. So it is not a taxable event for you. You're getting cash back. You spent $550,000 in the budget. You just reconciled your books and you go, I just accounted for $110,000 more. Right. So now or 89,000, actually you won't get 89,000. That's the discount to the buyer. There'll be legal, administrative, and broker fees. You will probably net eighty-six to eighty-seven cents. You'll make, I would say, arguably eighty-seven thousand dollars on that. To- on, okay, so on hundred k. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk fees real quick. So you're telling me there's an administrative fee by who? Is that you? By me. Okay, and is that what? What is that? Three percent? Five percent? Oh no!
2: As a matter of fact, I stay competitive. No more than three. If you're paying more than three in this marketplace, you're pay- paying too much.
0: See, that seems. I mean, just. Because I'm seeing how complex it is and how bad it can get messed up. That seems so cheap to me.
2: Well, it's, 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 it's an element of scale. Yeah. Um, the larger the account, one, to, one or two percent of five million dollars is a lot of money. Right. One to two percent of $50,000 is not so much. Right. But you still do it? I still do it. The reason is, is the business is new. I'm vested in the business because I helped create it. Yeah, I was on the team of people that created this tax incentive scenario in Georgia to begin with. I want it to work. I wanted everybody to be able to buy tax credits. I wanted everybody to have the chance to earn the tax credits, whether they were state-bound or not. And so for me, I'll do whatever I can to make sure that there's a deal. I will tell you, typically, the spread, and in that spread, my business partner is an attorney. I don't know if you know Wilbur Fitzgerald at all. You may know him yeah, as I an actor, it, but he's yeah. also an attorney. I
0: didn't know he was an attorney.
2: He is. He is. He plays one on TV and he's yeah, an actor. Right. One. Um, but I'm not a CPA. Right. Neither is he. But we're really good at our due diligence because we developed the Bible. So we know how to do it. We even asked the state to certify all the brokers and they won't do it.
0: Wait, did you have this plan early on, Rick? Were you, when you were doing the plan, were you like, I'm going to build this plan and then be a broker? No.
2: Absolutely not
0: because if so, you are an evil genius.
2: No I, and You are <laughs> very helpful, genius. but you want to know something people have accused me of that and even at the highest levels of the state And it's absolutely incorrect,
0: but who cares?
2: Well, they, you're, you're they, doing it right when I was working for free Nobody cared right as soon as I started making money Everybody cared because they, they thought that I'd created the whole scenario along with Wilbur so that we could make money It was no we wanted to work at home because we were working out of state
0: But how much did Georgia make last year?
2: Georgia did $1.4 billion of direct investment. $1.4 billion. Before the tax plan, it was $65 million a year. Now we're $1.4 billion a year. That, that, That set aside, here's the scenario. Stop and think about this, because I don't want people to get the wrong impression about what we did we started in 1995 with the georgia production partnership then called the atlanta production partnership before we expanded it and incorporated 1998 all volunteer organization i sat on its board for 16 years was its president i was in charge of the committee and the chair of the committee that did the tax incentives i wrote the business plan for the state of georgia along with wilbur i did the national research because there wasn't research when the governor said we need a business plan and i need to focus on what is the marketplace what how much business is out there how much do we have how much do you think we can grow a real business plan and wilbur and i sat, scratched our head and we go well we've never written a business plan like this before what, <laughs> right. do we, what are we what are we going to do and so we did the work we missed out on a lot of christmas vacations and new year's vacations and worked our way through it called every state every newspaper that had statistics only to find out that nobody kept statistics. They were apples to oranges everywhere you went. So we had to come up with logarithm that took everybody's information and tried to center it so we could compare apples to apples. That was hard. And then we wrote the business plan after that. So then, How
0: we, dare you want to make money?
2: I know. <laughs> and we did that. And then my company, you know I have a production company as well. Yeah. My company designed the three-dimensional logo. We took it from a flat 2D, somewhat colorless aspect and grew it out because we knew we wanted the logo on screen as a branding aspect to our program. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood laughed at us. They said, you'll never come up with a logo that compares with Steven Spielberg and the major studios. We'll be embarrassed to put up your logo. So, like you, we cut a logo that is first rate. Yeah. And then I donated it to the state. My company made it. We donated it. I paid the money out of pocket.
0: How dare you?
2: How dare I do that? And I was still doing it for free. And all if,
0: this work for free
2: over 16 years. It was obviously your long play, though. So. Yeah, so yeah this, it was, is,
0: this is all really well thought out. I'm an evil <laughs> genius from China. Is what I am. Seventeen-year long play. A long right, yeah.
2: but but the first year, it's it's curious because um, it really it really didn't happen in earnest until the year 2008. So in 2009, when it all started to happen, nobody knew what to make of this. So everybody called me from around the world, and the state would send people to me. To talk to, to go. How does this work? Because the state didn't even know. So the, I answered the phone every day for a year, for free. How dare I? How dare you? Yeah. And then, I, and then, and then, and then one day I had an epiphany, <laughs> and I went, "What the hell am I doing?" And why don't I start a consulting company if nothing else? Right. So we started as consultants, and people, it turned out, never wanted to pay the consulting fee. So I had to back end load. The consulting fee and become a broker so I'd get some money right but we don't take anything in advance
0: because you were taking all of this time out of your day at no cost to do something good for the whole community and then everybody turns into a giant asshole right and is like oh Rick all that free work you did we don't want you to ever get paid
2: well and that's exactly and that's how it came down at it, some of the levels um, I was asked to terminate out of some of the major committees on the state because I suddenly had a conflict of interest and I went. Everyone in the room has a conflict of interest. Right. <laughs> that's why we call it government.
0: <laughs> right.
2: You know, come on, guys, that's, let's get real.
0: Uh, that's so crazy. And so now, so now, when you when you're out selling these tax credits, I I, I want to go back just real quick because I want people to understand the fees, right? Mm-hmm. So it's three percent to
2: you, and then no, what? I, no, as It's a matter of fact. That's I, everything. Three percent is the max. The thing is, that's inclusive of all fees. And that's the max. I'm generally taking 2% or less now Seems so because, the, because the margins are, are being squeezed. Well, we went from five brokers in 1986, 10 brokers, five in the state, five from out of state. Yeah. There are now nearly 50 brokers represented in the state of Georgia, probably only 10% of which know what they're doing, but there are 50 brokers.
0: How many people have lost money, do you think? Going with bad bad brokerage firms, and how do you pick? How do you know
2: who's legit and who's not? You're gonna to have to do some background checks. You're gonna to have to get references You're going to have to look at the long play and how long have they been in business and this and that I mean, I've only been in business for five years And so I'm actually a neophyte compared to everybody else and there are large institutional brokerage firms Not only from the state of Georgia, but internationally that are now represented in the state that I have to uh, compete against studios. I For instance, I don't represent Disney because Disney said I don't have enough brick and mortar. I don't have enough overhead and partners and marble floors and furniture to justify to their board of directors that I'm going to have Rick sell their tax credits. What they don't know is Rick continues to sell their tax credits via third party because they can't do it. So they hire somebody that has all that stuff and they're not selling the credits.
0: So So, we just need to build you a website that makes it look like you have a brick and mortar and a staff, Photoshop you into some things.
2: Virtual. Right.
0: Because people just want that perception. They mm -hmm. want to think that who they're dealing with is so great. And I think that's why so many con artists make it. You've got a real guy, Rick Wrights, doing real things with Georgia entertainment credits. And you've got all these other bozos who probably are just like, oh, this is an easy way to make money. I know some rich people. I'll sell some tax credits and then mess it up. They make some quick money and then they leave the state and move on to something else.
2: Well, the, everyone's trying to, they'll whack you for three to five percent. I'm, I'm going to frankly tell you right now with the c- competition in the market, if you're paying more than a two percent spread, it's too much. And that has to be inclusive of all legal administration and broker fees.
0: So does w- is a documentary, a feature film, a commercial, um, a music video, are, is that all inclusive in the tax credit Meaning, like, so if I'm doing a documentary, it's the same as a feature film, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, as so long I as s- you
2: make the minimum threshold, you count
0: right. And so I would love to know who's making five hundred thousand music five hundred thousand dollars music videos? Well, they they're all on? in California.. Right.
2: <laughs> they really are. Um, do they
0: come out here to do the videos? Do well, you know, just
2: edits? just like everything else in the video business and the music business, Literally, you know that product GarageBand that yeah. you that you get on your iPod or your iPad right, or yep. this and that. Um, people are—it's true. People are doing it in their basement. They're doing it in their garage. They're doing it on the road. All that stuff doesn't exist. The the whole paradigm has shifted about what production is and who should be doing it. We all get the toys because the toys got cheap right remember when you wanted to get a panavision camera it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. right and so you had to rent it because you couldn't own it now you can go out and get a high def camera you just i know you're you're always loading up yeah. what was your last high def camera we
0: bought the black magic cinema production camera for how 4k much? three grand for the body there
2: you go you see what and I'm it's
0: saying? 4k and it's beautiful
2: and are you and you're cutting on what final or, cut hd premiere premiere adobe yeah. premiere yeah okay so you're working you're working that zone total investment probably for storage because you've got to do broadband storage and all that sort of thing but you can still be in this business for $25,000
0: yeah I mean you look in some productions you even if you go up to a red you're still looking at for a really nice red package you can get it for under 60 right and have a really amazing pack
2: and do you want 2k or 4k even though people are delivering it yeah (laughs) or or, and it keeps going up exponentially but the whole thing is you can't even deliver that to the client. They can't play it. Right, right. And so when does it become overkill? And
0: yeah, the they're cost doing of Star Wars. is... Well, I
2: mean, they're doing Star Wars, and they're right. shooting it on 4K or 8K, do you know? They're shooting it on film. They went, And you want to know why? Because last time George Lucas went out and did one, they could see the Velcro and the zippers and the makeup on all the creatures because it's so high def, they needed the film to grain it and dumb it down. Right, yeah. So they're shooting film. Walking Dead shoots film because there's something different. It doesn't look like a soap opera. It looks gritty.
0: Right.
2: And so there's still room for some 35 millimeter. You know, people are going to blow it up at 70 millimeter and do the big screen, but that's, that's few and far between. But the rest of the market is quite frankly, for $25,000, you can go out and produce a broadcast worthy production.
0: Yeah. How, How long does it take you to sell a tax credit typically?
2: Depends on the time of year. This is what people don't understand. They go, oh, I finished my production. When can I get my cash? That's that's always, that's my favorite question back. And you go, when are you shooting your production? And when are you getting me the due diligence? And and they go, well, what do you mean? I said, are you in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter? They said, why should that make a difference? Let's do an illustration. We're in 2014. You're going to sell your 2014 tax credits. When do you think people will want to buy 2014 tax credits?
0: February, March
2: of 2015 yeah. when their taxes are due. So it's a real simple supply sem- and demand. It is a simple scenario. First quarter of every year, third quarter of every year are the two hot spots. Why? Corporations are due on March 15, individuals and other things are due on April 15. Extensions go to September 15, October 15. People are hot in the water because I owe the bill now. I want my credits now, I'll probably have 15 messages today going, do you have any credits left? And the answer is no. You're We're, out of credits. I'm out of credits. It's not even October one We're, They're gone.
0: So that, are you active? How do you look for credits?
2: We, um, we go to production companies like you, we go to Los Angeles and try to deal with the networks, the studios, the larger independents, distributors and go, what do you got coming to Georgia? Let me give you my portfolio. Can I represent you? And I'll try to get in early and get them as a consultant agreement where there's no upfront cost. I only get paid if the project happens and you collect the credits. Sounds fair. That's when I get credit. Everyone else wants to play the game a lot but differently. That's
0: not, but Rick, you're not working for free. So well, if you could do it for free. You know? I would. And, and people would love me. <laughs> right. The state would love of me. Of course they I would. I could run for governor. So Scott, do you have any questions? We've learned so much today.
1: Um, I had a, a question going back to kind of earlier when we were talking about it. the payer receives the credits, and the, and if ECG has a contract in, with Kimberly-Clark, and Kimberly-Clark's going to be the payor, um, and, but ECG wants to take advantage of the credits, how is that handled? Contractually between Kimberly Clark and ECG, or is it from if they go to Kimberly Clark, how does that exchange work back and that, what is the staging? That, state that, need that to has know?
2: to be worked out before you get to the broker phase. Is you work out the deal, once again, go back to 50 50, 75 25, or you bump your knowing that you're doing all the work and handing them the work that you're going to be, you have to. Advise all the employees and people that are turning over personal information that you will be giving this information to this third party. That is a way to CYA, cover your ass. I'm serious. No, because, I mean, the transfer of private information is a, is a hot button yeah. in the world. I mean, take a look at Home Depot and getting ripped off in credit cards and having been pilfered. Um, so, yeah, create an internal agreement. I would recommend a lawyer, whoever's doing your legal work, just strike up a several-page agreement going... I'm going to. You're going to. am going to do the due diligence. You're going to collect the credit because you're in line to do it. We will do this as a split once proceeds are generated.
0: And so, would they? Would Kimberly Clark pay us? Yes. Okay. They so would they to. would get the tax credits and then pay us now because it's coming from Kimberly Clark. Is that does that count as
1: um, capital coming in?
2: That would count as income unless income. you had unless you had losses to offset. Right. Okay. As a result of the production.
1: How is there a Private agreement that can occur between Kimberly Clark and ECG so that ECG can apply to the state for the credits Is there
2: no the state state won't allow that because they changed the statute in 2012 effective 2013 January 1 2013
0: So one of the things that I hear a lot and they're kind of rumors is that there are certain things that are not allowed to be a Tax credit, right? So I hear that your legal fees cannot be a tax credit. Is that correct?
2: Uh, correct. Legal fees associated with the sale of the tax credit. Gotcha. For instance, my broker fee wouldn't count.
0: But what about your legal on your film?
2: Uh, legal, there is there is production legal. Yeah. And then there's legal for the acquisition of rights and licenses. Yeah. Rights and licenses, no. Production legal, yes. You know, which which is structuring agreements between staff and individual vendors or... Uh, stars so, would what have whatever it happened. There was to an it.
0: issue uh, a couple of films ago where they told us that we had to Make the person a producer if they were our legal counsel in order for it to count For those forms. So that's and that misinformation. came from the film that came from the film office? that came from s- Another attorney who we were working with on the client side
2: Well, see I know several entertainment attorneys who do production legal for the big boys here yeah. and their costs are included in in the development because because a he's local right see legal from out of state never counts exactly legal in shipping state it out. that's right any
0: money you're shipping out now how do they do when a big actor if Tom Cruise is in town do they have to pay him in through a Georgia based company right it's all like a Georgia LLC yeah how's that work
2: well basically he's going to have to set up um, a loan out corporation in the state of Georgia Tom Cruise Tom would? Cruise is anybody who is uh, above the line or below the line that would have a sal, you know that it's not salary based but becomes loan out does a mean? loan out co- corporation means you can pay the corporation direct for the services of the person who owns the loan out so it's not a salary it's a fee gotcha okay and that's and, and that's critical because the state statute says the maximum salary you can pay an individual is five hundred thousand dollars per project but tom cruise is 10 million bucks Used to be 20 million, but he's 10 million now, whatever it happens to be. Um, And he comes in and he files his little, uh, his LLC or his little incorporation thing here. Sole proprietorship for all I care. That becomes his loan out. He has to register it. He has to pay taxes in the state of Georgia. In that loan out situation, anybody, goods and services or actor, anyone that uses a loan out has 6% immediately deducted from that figure.
0: So if it's ten million, he's losing sixty thousand. Right?
2: Correct, he loses he loses that money. Actually, uh, yeah, there you go. So he loses that money to the state, but when he files his taxes, because he doesn't live here, he will probably get most of that back, unless he's incurred any other kind of revenue.
0: But the production company wins out because their ten million dollars actually only cost them seven.
2: There you go, that's right. So you get Tom. He does that. It's a slight inconvenience to the star to do that.
0: And so this, it's, it's put on to the star to do that.
2: Right. Well, it's put on anyone who has a manager and a financial partner. Right, and, right. and they end up, his team does it. The smaller people don't. A lot of the local vendors got up in a ballyhoo about, hey, wait, you took 6% out of this. We took it out as withholding because we're required to. If you think you're going to get the tax credit, that is a requirement. I have to withhold this 6% from you. Now, you use that on your taxes at the end of the year. I'll send you a form and said... 6% of what's due has been paid.
0: Are tax credits gonna continue in Georgia?
2: Yes. For yes. how long, you think? There is no sunset on them. We are a state without sunset. And so for as long as the legislature and the administration and the government and everybody else feels that it, ha- it has a positive effect, I think it'll continue. Now this election um, for the governor's office could, could tell the day a little bit. We know the current governor is 100% behind the tax credit system. And he said, as long as he's in office, nobody touches it. So if he wins, we're good through 2020. Now we've talked with Jason Carter and his team, to be honestly fair, and um, he is also in support of it. Oddly enough, his grandfather, Jimmy Carter, former governor president, um, started the first film office in Georgia in the early 70s. And Georgia was the first state outside of New York and California to have a film office. So we are now 40 years in since 1974 in that first inauguration.
0: Rick, how do people get a hold of you?
2: Uh, they can reach out to me online, Georgia Entertainment Credits. And we've abbreviated it for the online signature as G-A-E-N-T Credits with an S. At the end, George, G-A-E-N-T Credits There's a hot link to me. Otherwise, you can write me direct at Rick, R-I-C, at G A E N T com,
0: Rick, thank you so much. Scott with the Patterson Firm, thank you for joining us today. How can people get a hold of you if they need entertainment law?
1: We're at the PattersonFirm.com. Uh you can reach me direct at Scott at the is my direct email.
0: Thank you all for joining us on the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin with ECG Productions. Make sure you check out our blog at ecgprod.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Ow, I'm so naked.